Hello everybody, this is Justin with Life, Laughs, and Loggers, episode 12, Schneiderweiss. Uh, really excited to do this one. I, I've been a fan of the brewery for a long time, and i got two favorites. Uh, one that I <laughs> shockingly have never drank is the Tap 4 Weizen Edelweiss, and the uh, one of my favorites, the uh, Aventus Eisbach. Uh, which uh, the Edelweiss is, is the, your traditional organic uh, German Hefeweizen. And the other one is a iced Bach beer that's about 12%. So uh, this first one we're going to talk about is the Edelweiss. But I uh, wanted to just kind of uh, reach out and first say a thank you. Uh, my listenership's been growing, and I know I haven't been able to follow up with the podcast lately. Uh, kids kind of. Get, get in the way with the summertime and everything so uh, first I just want to thank we got listeners like I said before in the Czech Republic now in Poland and also in Germany so you know dziękuję dziękuję bardzo danke schön so I will go into a little bit of the background of Schneiderweiss so Schneiderweiss was originally uh, crafted in 1607 um, by the Duke at the time Maximilian I of Bavaria I forgot to tell you and I do apologize that the uh, town that originated Schneiderweiss is Kelheim which is in Bavaria it's lower Bavaria right towards the Danube River uh, I was lucky enough with my wife to go my cousin Melissa uh, lived in uh, Munich so I've been to Einsemuchen and loved all the Munich beers, the Augustina Brau. Uh, we did not do the Hof Brau because I know it's more touristy, but Augustina, um, Lohen Brau, of course, Spaten, and all the different uh, Munich proper beers. But uh, this one I've just kind of enamored with in Schneiderweiss. I think it's a really new, unique story. So the Duke, uh, Maximilian I, in 1607, wanted to make wheat beer like the uh, higher social standing beer for all of Bavaria, which I think is cool because, you, you know, a lot of the, the history goes back into lagers and pilsners between Bavaria and, and uh, Bohemia and Morovia and, and that region. And uh, to see someone really push a wheat beer, a Weizen, is, was, was unheard of. So, and uh, that was the, the big thing was in, in 1607, that the Duke wanted to push this like higher standard of uh, Brau that came out of Bavaria. So George Schneider, or Gorge Schneider, uh, the second, in 1872, started Schneiderweiss. Um, and, you know, the, the, it's, it's a top fermented wheat beer, which in German is Weiss. And uh, it's very unique, the, you know, the, the wheats that they do. All of them, they can be, uh, you know, like they, like they said, a top fermented, very easily done, uh, fer fermented half of Weizen or a light wheat or Dunkel Weizen, dark wheat, or the Bach beers where they have a little bit of bittering. Um, one thing that really caught into me was the fact that Schneiderweiss has literally been owned by someone from the Schneider family since 1872 all the way to the present uh, 
which is insane. And they're, you know, that's just awesome. You know, they're now into uh, Georg uh, Schneider, the sixth. Yes, the sixth. Wow. Um, and they've now gone from, you know, now putting, uh, looking into, you know, exploring on putting uh, beer into outer space. And yeah, just really, really cool little brew. Family, you can tell, family-owned business, and uh, the beers, they just speak for themselves. Uh, kind of give you some of the beers that they do offer. They offer, of course, like a Fest beer, which is not, of course, recognized by Munich proper um, for the Oktoberfest, but it is a Fest beer. They do a Hoppenweizen, which is a, a Weizen Doppelbach, which is really a light Doppelbach, great style. Uh, the Helles Weiss, which is the light wheat, um, Crystal Weiss, uh, which is the highest grade of wheat you can get in Germany. I, I have a lot of love for some Crystal Weiss beer, and then of course into the Bach beers. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and pop into this. I do wish my wife was here, but she's taking care of the little ones right now. It's nighttime here in Ohio. And uh, unfortunately, I do not have cans, so we're going to have the bottle pop on this one. So hopefully we'll get to hear a little bit of it and a little bit of the club just to get a little feel. The one thing about the Edelweiss being an organic beer, it is a bottle fermented beer. So it stays live from the beer, from the tank, going into the bottle, and then they pressurize it. Uh, they send them over in a proper pint, and that's what I like to call it, proper European-style pint, uh, which is a 16.9. And like I said, this one is tap number four. I'm very familiar. The Most of the common ones that everybody's familiar with Schneiderweiss is the, the Meinweiss, which is the main wheat beer, which is tap number seven. So looking forward to drinking this one with you guys. Give me one second. Let's give the ceremonial crack. Oh, that did sound good. A lot of beautiful compression comes off of that, and I love that from German beer. That the is just the standard, and I really do appreciate how that standard is across the board through every brewery I've ever had from Germany that uh, is taken so so serious. Let's go ahead and pour this in, and very clean for a wheat. So. A lot of people in the United States think that a Hefeweizen has to look like clovey and banana. And uh, I remember when we were over in Germany, we actually took a day trip from, from the Czech Republic, from Prague, into uh, Dresden, to eastern Germany. And I made the mistake of drinking a Pulaner, which is a Munich beer, in, uh, in Radeburger country. But uh, they, no one had said anything. And I was looking at the gentleman, and, and this is before I really started to pay attention to my European beers, kind of how I've kind of, I hate to say, kind of geeked out into a certain way. And I looked at him, and I said, this thing's really kind of clear. It's got a little cloud to it. I said, and there's no real banana smell to it. And he looked at me. He goes, I don't know why you Americans think you got to have fruit in your beer. He goes, it's wheat. Just drink it. So, of course, I drank it, and I've been a Poulonner fan for a long time. I carry it in my store, as I do Schneiderweiss. So, uh, let me f finish this off. Nice head, really nice bubble retention. Uh, 
In fact, I'm trying to let it come down now. I can almost, it's got a nice murk, so you can tell the quality of the, of the grain, uh, but it's not like you see in the U.S. a lot of the, the clovey banana uh, type hefeweizen. Let me take a little whiff before I get into this. Yeah, no, there's no clove, no banana, none of that. Uh, and it was shipped, to both. they shipped their, their beers in brown bottles. So if anybody's really been, I know some people are really worried about how beer from Europe's coming over in green bottles. I get that light does damage it. Brown bottles are a lot better, or of course cans, which a lot of the European breweries are starting to go to. But um, since we're doing a German beer, I say Ein Prost. Prost. Oh, good Lord, that is awesome. You do get a little clove, but that's the esters off the wheat, and that's just good wheat. Um, <laughs> wow. I, I, I just love German wheat beer. I, I Like I said, I drank it for hours <laughs> when we were over in Munich, and um, love, love me some Weizen. Uh, what's different is you can tell I mean, I know they, they Europe wouldn't put a USDA organic sign on their bottles, but of course, when it comes to the U.S., we stamp it that way. But you can tell it's 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 a properly brewed and aged beer because with wheat beers, they can get a little funky. Hence, where you get the gozas and the and the uh, kind of like the uh, Berliner Weisses, more of the to the north where they get the sour and. The, uh, the where people add the corianders and things like that to get a natural uh, digestive wheat beer. This is just awesome. Just really clean beer. You can as I'm looking into the glass, you can see how the bubbles are just opening up. It's just wanting to breathe like a fine wine. Man, great, great job, Schneiderweiss. Oh, let me go for a second pull here. Hold on. Oh, yep. I, I just never get tired of drinking half of Weizen's. This is a great one. I'm actually thinking when I talk to my rep from Cavalier Distributing that does distribute this from their importers from Germany, they want putting this one on draft. Wow. I mean, like, this would be a very easy drinking beer for a lot of Americans that do not understand European beer to get into because it is very easy on the palate. When you drink it, it's not like uh, some of the grittier Hefeweizens that uh, sometimes people go, oh, it's real gritty, it's weedy. I'm like, no, well, that's good wheat, and it's actually good for your stomach. But this is very kind of light. That what the, the Edelweizen just really just coats the stomach when it goes down. Really good beer. Um, I'm going to finish this one up because this one's a little bit of a pint. Um yeah, I'm, I, this is one brewery that I really would love to go see. I might uh, throw it on my list if we go back to Germany. Um, but unfortunately, my cousin has moved to Ireland. So uh, we will probably go to Ireland <laughs> next instead of Germany. But uh, who knows, if we're back in Eastern Europe, we might take a day, little day train down to, down to uh, Munich or Kelheim and work our way around. Because there's a couple really good... If you ever, if you're ever wanting to go and try new breweries in Germany, please send me a message because I've got a ton of them that I've got on a list just to bounce around on. As is the Czech Republic, the ones that I've tasted, but the ones I haven't yet that I've kind of drank here, and I would love to get them fresh over there. So, again, enjoy. Crack open a, uh, a Schneiderweiss 
at Edelweiss and enjoy, and then we'll take a little break, let our, let our sponsor uh, tell you a little bit about what they do and how they do it, and then we'll come back for the Aventus Eisenbuck. Thanks. everybody welcome back to life laughs and loggers part two of our episode with schneiderweiss and uh, this is episode 12 and the beer that we're going to address on this next x segment is aventus eisbach and uh, if you're wondering where i was going with that music before i was trying to get my inner rammstein because this beer is so unique in its own way and rammstein was so beautiful as a metal band coming out of germany so uh, I wanted to kind of lead that way. So hopefully I kind of led that way to you. If not, sorry, I failed. Um, let me tell you a little bit about Eisbox. So Eisbox are, you know, a traditionally specialty beer from the Kombach district of Bavaria, which is where we're talking about with Kelheim, um, where they partially freeze a Doppelbach or a twice-bittered beer uh, and remove the water, the ice, from... Uh, to concentrate the fla- the flavor and the alcohol content. So what they're doing is they're actually removing the water from it when it's partially frozen, similar to like an ice wine, to get the sugars to rise, to get the alcohol content, alcohol content to come up. And um, they range from anywhere from nine to thirteen percent. This one here is a twelve percent beer. So. Uh, I love what Schneiderweiss does with this. You know, this is like one of their babies. And I can appreciate that because personally, I think it's one of my babies too. I really love this beer. Um, Really good, like a digestive style beer. Uh, And they recommend that you do it with some like Parmesan cheese, some tiramisu, of course, dark chocolate. We couldn't have a German beer without dark chocolate. And of course, like crepes if you're looking for something in the evening. Uh, looking at this, of course, the hops are most of your basic German hops with Haller too. Uh, of course, malts, you know, wheat, and barley. Uh, of course, like the other beer, open fermentated. Uh, there is no bottle fermentation on this beer, so it does not pressurize due to the ice ma- maturing process with it being an ice block. Not filtered, not pasteurized, so it's very good for your stomach you know for digestion and it's not very bitter i was surprised when looking at this it's uh 15 ibus which some of the uh plum notes that i usually get out of this beer is that so and it really high gravity about 12 25 percent so it's got a nice gravity point to it um i've had this beer uh, it's been a while to be honest this this is one of my, f- my favorites i've only had this beer probably about let's see I'm 41, so I'm going to guess I've probably had this twice in my life. Um, and every time I've had this, it's like one of those experiences. You're like, wow, I really should try this more often. But a 12% beer, 
you get why you don't try it off so often. So I'm going to go ahead and pop this thing and let it breathe because it, it needs to. Oh, that was a good little cap drop there. And I would rep I would recommend that you use a uh, fluted type glass of tulip just to let this thing breathe because it has a ton of sugars in it from all this malt and with it not being bottle fermented excuse me I was just picking up a cap um, when it not being bottle fermented it's gonna have a little bit of head but not much so really you really want to breathe this thing out so it's actually uh, the way they classify it in under German is it it is a Weizenbach so it's dark ice Bach wheat beer so uh, I'll try to say that about 10 times but uh, let me give it a good whiff I mean, I gotta do the nose test first oh yeah yep yep it's that plum you do get some clove but it's not like like one like I said before like, like an American wheat beer where it's just banana and clove all over it uh, I they suggest almonds and I do get this, a nice hint, like very light. Uh, I'm gonna probably see more on the taste, but um, this is a great beer. Actually, one of the guys in my golf league, the president of my golf league, his dad's family is from, um, originally from the Bavarian area. Uh, and uh, I suggested this beer to him, and he's infatuated with this beer. Uh, and, and I can understand why, I kind of told him like, this is pretty special. If you go to the brewery, this is tap number nine. And, uh, hey, enough talking. Let's get into this. Nostradavia. Oh, good God almighty. I think that's two, two times in one episode I said that. Wow. It punches you right in the mouth. All that fermented sugar that was frozen slightly fermented because they, they they do freeze it during that process and I'm amazed how the, the head on this is just held which is pretty impressive I'm not gonna lie the, the bubbles are small due to the high sugar like alcohol and sugar content but this thing's like mud you can't see through it and uh, if anybody that's a you know Belgian quad or a Belgian uh, triple or Kintupel fan like those big, big Belgian-style open fermented beers. Uh, this is you. This is you. This is definitely you. Uh, definitely has hints like a triple. Has some clovish, so a triple fan could get into it. But I'm a quad fan. I got a ton of my Belgian quads, and this hits a lot of those notes. Um, I would not recommend getting into any vehicle nor possibly leaving your house if you have more than one of these because this thing will creep up. It is so smooth. Mm. And you will not know that that's 12% just by the t taste of it. It's not chewy like a stout or a big Russian Imperial stout or anything. Lingers, but not heavy linger. Kind of has like those tannins, like a plum or like a currant on the back of the tongue. Um... Yeah, great beer. Um, just was flipping through the um, Schneiderweiss website through their beers. They just rolled out a Hall or a Nelson Savon beer that they've been aging 
since 2017. The hops, I guess, through there. So uh, I'm a big fan of those sub uh, Southern Hemisphere uh, hops. So cool. I, it's cool to see some of these, uh, you know, these Deutschland breweries doing some of these beers outside of the Ryan Heinz Gebot, which is awesome. Uh, I think, you know, uh, everybody that I've kind of kept in touch with over there or friends that have that venture over, of course, prior to COVID to Germany frequently have been noticing that, you know, when Stone came into Berlin and put in a brewery there, the IPAs were like looked at like, oh, my God, what is this? And uh, because a lot of the Germanic, uh, the northern German Pilsners have a little bittering unit to them. Uh, so that, that makes sense. And a lot of the Pilsners, just due to the little water and the limestone and everything, you know, outside of like the southern German Pilsners, really like Czech, Czech uh, Pilsners are real smooth. Uh, they have a bittering unit, so that makes sense. But uh, I'm really excited to see breweries like Schneiderweiss and... Um, one another one that I would love to go see around Frankfurt uh, in Eintracht, which is uh, Rothhaus. They got a great pilsner. We've had it on draft multiple times. I mean, I really uh, it's hard for me to really put like one episode of Germany together, uh, and it's the same. Like I said, for all the all European beers, that's why I've kind of paced them out between our local beers and. Uh, nationally here in the United States and then doing European, doing as many European countries as I can and just pacing myself out with that. I mean, it never gets old. It's always fun. And uh, the beer is never bad. Never bad. If you do your homework first, it's, it's never bad, folks. But uh, I'm going to do one more poll just to kind of give you this. But I would suggest this. If you're a cigar fan, there's a great cigar beer. Oh, I would. If you're not a cigar fan, I'll tell you what I would try this with. I know they said tiramisu, but man, I would really like to see a nice cheesecake, or like, uh, like, uh, like a, a powdered cookie, you know, something like that, like a dessert uh, type wafer, wafers, or something like that, like you know, traditional like European coffee and or tea and and, and cookie type beer. I, it's for me, it is. I mean, maybe I'm just a kid that likes his food <laughs> but uh one more pull give me try to get some more notes out of that if i can and uh we'll, we'll see here in a second hold on <sighs> yeah and that almond really does come out after like the second or third pull that almond hits the back of your throat that's cool i love almonds that is just literally the sugars being frozen and stagnated. As I'm an ice wine fan, I know Germans do some very good ice wines too. So, uh, here in Northeast Ohio, we are right up there with uh, probably Canada, Germany, Northeast Ohio, and I think Washington State. Um, I'll do ice wines. So if you never had an ice wine, it's similar to this beer. It's a very dessert, kind of sweet, higher alcohol type digestive beer. Or that in that case would be wine. Uh, but other than that, uh, I appreciate every one of you following me on this podcast and, um, I'm going to try to get some, you know, step out where I've got some beers that I want to do in Europe. Uh, one, of course, you know, with my wife's 
being 100% Polish. Uh, my family, my dad's side being Slovak and Polish, and uh, we're trying to get some more of the Eastern European countries. I know I've stocked, looked into some of the Estonian beers that we have. Uh, I love the Lithuanian beer, so we're definitely going to do a Lithuanian podcast. I know I did Austria the one time with the Oda Kringa, which is a great beer. And um, we're going to try to do as many as we can get um, that, that come through. So we will definitely be expanding uh, through the Europe uh, portfolio, but we will also be pushing uh, all the other beers that we do cover locally and nationally. The United States right now is going through a beautiful beer revolution, and I love being part of it. So thank you again so much. Uh, again, to my friends in Eastern Europe, Jankoya Barzo, and to my now German followers, Dankeschön, Dankeschön. So thank you so much.